what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to survive out here if I don't have protection, which, you know, in today's time is not, is no longer fists, you know, um, it's no longer words. It's no longer words either. Test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Don Wall, a.k.a. Moral SP. Of course, I'm here with Carl, the homie. Welcome to Embrace Matters of Richmond podcast season four. If you're just joining us on our journey, Carl and I have been getting to know our community and the issues that threaten to tear us apart. On today's episode, Carl and I will be discussing gun violence. It's a very heavy, touchy topic. So if things like this does move you in a way, uh, I would ask that you please um, maybe just be mindful of the things that we're going to talk about. But we will be talking about gun violence, not gun rights. Um, hey, Carl, <laughs> uh, we are on our second topic. <laughs> yeah, we've been getting through a lot this, this season. We have. We've been getting through a lot, man. I, and, I, and I counted, we have like 12 episodes. Well, actually 10 now. This After this episode, it'll be just 10 more episodes until the end. It's a good season. That is a good season. I feel like we're we're moving on, um, learning a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. If I don't. I didn't see the us getting to this topic. Honestly, like I feel like this was a a topic to talk about, but it never really crossed my mind to to dive deep in it. I don't know. It's such a touchy, touchy topic. But yeah. Um, before we get into that, I have a question for you, Carl. Tell me. So you know how. Um, Spotify has a year in rap. Yeah. I mean, it's January now. So your year in rap already came out and we're building a new year in rap. Um, But I saw a meme the other day I thought was pretty funny. It says, what if your debit card or credit card had a yearly wrap up just like Spotify? So like it lets you know, like, hey, you bought 243 Crunchwrap Supremes this year or you frequented Taco Bell at 2 a.m., you know, the most this year, or you spent 753 on coffee this year, you know, what are, what are some things you think would pop up on your credit card, debit card year and wrap? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I know what I, mine would be. Yeah. My, so like my number one would be target. <laughs> you or your wife? Yes. Well. Okay. Yes. 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 I, I'm, this is a household. All of the above. The okay. This fair. Finances. I'm not going to say who's Ooh, the contributor. Is the culprit more than the other? <laughs> Might be the person that sent me this meme. Oh, funny. <laughs> but yeah, Target would be on top. I think followed by that would be gas. Even though mm-hmm. yeah, I work from home and I do ride my bike to work. But gas would be another one. Mm-hmm. Gas has been crazy this year. Mm-hmm. Then another. One, I think the way the way Spotify has that data is really weird. Like they call it like weird moments. Like you picked a song that you maybe listened to once or a couple times. Yeah. We definitely listened to a lot of other songs, but somehow this one song mm-hmm. ended up on your list. Well, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Well, there's there's one item that's going to end up on our bankified wrapped, and that's mm-hmm. nerds gummies. Somehow this year, 
You talking about like the clusters? Yeah, those little doodads that are wrapped around yeah. gummies. Like you can taste them. They taste good. They taste like nerds around. Yeah. And well, we, my wife, has bought a lot of them this year. And now I'm at the point where I'm looking for them anytime I go to the store, yeah. mainly Target, at yeah. the checkout to pick up a pack for her on my way out. I had them for the first time two days ago. Yeah. And they're actually pretty good. Okay. They're, they're not bad. I mean, they're not I, bad. I don't like sweets too much, but I do like nerds for their yeah. tardiness. And these guys, when my wife gets them, there's a babe tax. There you go. I get at least one or two <laughs> while she's eating, enjoying the whole bag herself. There you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's so dope. Um, let me see. What would be from the Walls household? Um, honestly, and this is all on me, mm-hmm. but Chick-fil-A, bro. Chick-fil-A? How often? Chick-fil-A. Here's the thing about being a teacher and going, <laughs> and going to work in the morning you have to eat. You have to eat breakfast. Like teachers out there, you, you have to eat yeah. breakfast. You have to be able to function. It it dictates your day. It it a lot of times dictates your like patience level. Like you have to have something on your stomach. And I'm I'm a lot better at it now. Um, but last year, mm-hmm. if I didn't eat breakfast at home, you best believe I was hitting Chick Fil A. Our school is right next door to a Chick Fil A. Oh, dangerous! So it's right there. Like, is Chick Fil A allowed in school for kids' lunch? No. Well, what do you mean? Like, are the kids allowed to go go to Chick Fil A? Oh no, it's not that close. Okay, good. good it's good. so uh, our school is on Three Chopped. Um, Chick Fil A is on Parham. Okay. So it's it's just a, it's a not across the street. It's a, it's a it's a block away. It's not like, that dangerous, right? It's yeah. Well, it's two blocks and around the corner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, it's not too far away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it would definitely be Chick-fil-A. You spent, you know, 700 and some odd dollars on chicken biscuits this year. <laughs> you are in their top oh my God. 2%. <laughs> yeah, and, and Starbucks is on the way too. So sometimes I'm like, well, last year, I definitely, sometimes I would definitely pick up some Starbucks if mm-hmm. I was, only on mornings if I was really tired. Like if I'm like, man, I can barely like, Keep my eyes open, type stuff. I was like, "Wow, I need some ca- I need some caffeine." Then I'd hit up Starbucks and get like a little mm-hmm. little coffee. Just you know, give me a double shot or something. You know, um, I don't really drink coffee that much, but sometimes I just need some caffeine to get me through. But there we go, there we go. That yeah, I, I challenge all of you listeners out there to think about what would be on your credit card, debit card, year and wrap. What did you spend the most money on? And as you reflect, make better choices. Make next better year. choices. I, I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet that everybody would, it would be food of some sort. It would be food or gas. There are things that food. I'm not putting on my list because of that. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. Um, okay. So moving on to our shout out segment, which is big facts, big facts is where we, either me or Carl, will shout out people, organizations, or events happening already making a difference in Richmond. This episode's shout out goes to Risk. That's R-I-S-C, Risk. Richmonders involved to strengthen our communities is a justice ministry organization made up of 22 congregations from throughout Richmond, Henrico, and Chesterfield. Founded in 2002, 
they use the power of large numbers of people to hold our public officials accountable and solve critical community problems. They are not a direct service provider. Rather, they are a grassroots direct action, multi-issue organization. Um, and I've also been told that um, even recently, uh, risk this movement, this organization um, was in the news recently. It says faith community comes together to address Central Virginia's gun violence. Um, and there's a whole write-up on them and what they did. Uh, risk or Richmonders uh, was, you know, founded. It talks about, um, you know, things that they've done, the things that they're doing. Um, that they find solutions to critical problems involving poverty, mental health issues, and gun violence. Um, and they have meetings at Second Baptist Church in the South Side. Um, and they have been dabbling. I don't want to say dabbling. That's, that sounds so bad. But they have been addressing the topic mm -hmm. of gun mm -hmm. violence lately, um, which is, you know, our topic today. So uh, big shout out to Risk. Thank you guys for heading up the fight, for being involved, and coming together uh, to address these issues. Um, you guys are awesome, and that is a big fact. Um, so moving in, actually, that's you know a perfect segue to our main yeah. squeeze. Gun violence being the topic. And this is a hard, heavy, heavy topic. I think this, I think this might be one of the hardest. Um, and we've kind of like touched on it a little bit mm -hmm. in our previous episodes. Um, you know, I, I have said that, you know, my cousin was, um, you know, murdered. She, she fell victim to gun violence as well. Um, you know, I was reflecting over thoughts of that, um, saying like, man, I, I, I'm actually still sitting here grieving, you know, in ways still can't believe she's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm still dealing with, uh, a student of mine this year, yeah. this school year, was killed um, as well, and I don't even—I don't even think I've even begun to deal with those feelings. But gun violence is something that seems like it touches everybody, no matter what color your skin is. And um, I know uh, predominantly we see it in communities that are, um, you know, lower economic communities. We see it more. Uh, crime seem to, seems to be higher in those areas. Um, but I do think gun violence hits different areas um, a lot of times as well. And I think it's a, I think it's a topic that needs to be addressed. So um, here we are. Uh, so, Carl, like, I, I guess I want to start here. And this sure. is kind of a, I don't know, I guess it's a weird question, but I felt the need to kind of start with something abstract like this. Um, if violence was a color, what do you think it would be? I think it would be a murky, grayish brown, foggy type color. Okay, grayish brown, foggy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can see that. How about you? <clears throat> um, my first, like, like my first choice. <laughs> Um, it would most definitely be a deep, a deep, vibrant, like red. Okay. Like yeah. not a poppy red, but just like a, 
satin type of deep, potent red. Carmine. Carmine. That's the color? That's the name of the color that I'm talking about? It's like a, like a ferrous or like iron color. Yeah. That comes from uh, a beetle. But if you look mm. at it, it looks like the the hyperbolic, hyperbolic yeah. color for blood. Like if you think of Sin City or yeah. Bloody Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is weird because it's I also grotesque. associate I also associate that color with um like love almost. Is that weird? Not at all. If you think of like so because I was thinking honestly, the line the you're color, drawing blood. Yeah. Yeah. Like blood is a life giving tissue in our body. Right. It's spiritual, it's you know, metaphysical, it's physiological. I of a nightgown. That that's what helped me cut pick the color. Goodness. I mean, I'm not trying to go crazy here. I'm not get, trying to get suggestive, but that's the color. That, like when a, when I think of the color, mm-hmm. I think of violence, but I also think of a like nightgown? that nightgown. Is death wearing that nightgown? It might be. I'm gonna have a nightmares tonight. <laughs> I don't want to go any further into that. Uh, but that's what I mean. That's what kind of comes. I mean, a number of things comes to mind: blood, all those things. But that red, that yeah, red comes to mind. But I asked this question to a couple of people. Okay. And the color that they gave me was black. And I said, ooh, that's interesting. Did they tell you why? I didn't ask why. That's all you needed to know. That's all I needed to know. I was like, ooh. But common color was black. But common color was black. And I I would have thought it would have been red too, but a lot of people said black. Um, And I was like, wow. You know, are, do you think black people... Are synonymous with violence, or at least made to be. I don't. I don't think that. Like, I don't think that they are. But do or you believe brown. that? Or brown? We are brown. Or, we're, we are brown. We're not black. We're brown. <laughs> brown people, <laughs> non-white people, <laughs> uh, are synonymous with violence. Wow. Do you think that? I do not. You don't think that? The, you don't think that our country like promote like that's what that's what's shown. I get that when people see people of color, black people, mm-hmm. that they would instantly think that, oh, violent. they're likely to be violent. And mm-hmm. there's a, a prejudice with that. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of the things we're trying to correct, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to, I'm, I'm always thinking like, oh, they're afraid of me because I'm, I'm a big black dude. Mm-hmm. So... I th- I think a lot of people can think and, until people know me. Like I like to th- ask people, like, "Hey, like, what was your first thoughts?" Da, 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 da. And they're like, "Oh, you're a teddy bear." And I'm like, <laughs> first thoughts, first thoughts, really? you know, like you know. And but I, I'm always just self conscious about man. I don't want people to fear me. I don't want people to think that I'm violent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that's just always kind of something that I've been that I've always kind of carried around. Maybe I need to set that down, but. Um, do you think that there are influences that impact gun violence or do you think it's just the availability of guns? Yes. It's all of the above. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think all of that definitely contributes to gun violence and uh, the, the state of gun violence in our country, mm-hmm. in our communities. It's everything from poverty yeah, you know, despair, destitution, 
and the prominence and availability of weapons definitely lends itself to gun violence. You know, if you're, if all you have is soda in a house where you're thirsty, Mm -hmm. what are you more likely to drink? Soda. Right. And why do you have soda? Because that's all you can get. That's all you can get. You know, it's the availability of it. And um, it's not a nutrition topic here, but like anything that's most available and as a resort, it does happen to be the thing that people tend to reach for. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, they're not reaching, they're somehow making a decision prior to reaching for a weapon before they commit violence. Mm-hmm. Is a reason why they want to have it handy. Some of it's valid, some of it's cultural, and some of it's um, misguidance. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both as well. I definitely believe that influences being someone that that comes from that entertainment background, being an actor, mm-hmm. obviously movies. Um, I'm a gamer. I love video games, yeah. so I can think about you know, especially now where there's the you know the Fortnites, the Call of Duties, um, you know the the other games that, um, you know, where you're playing a character and you have a gun. Um, I think of GTA, you know, Grand Theft Auto. I know that that sparked a lot of outrage, and it's still doing that. Still. Like Grand Theft Auto is still sparking outrage. It's um, yeah, it's with it's outsourcing your <laughs> fantasies on the world into a right pixels and exactly computer. like you know, it's like Second Life. Like you're living this life, you're actually being able to do real things mm-hmm. in this world, and there's no consequences. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what I see with a lot of these video games. And stuff I don't know. Like that. I saw five stars whenever I played. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i you know even some friends mm-hmm. of mine was like man i you know i don't even really do the the storyline i just ride around and kill people cheat codes <laughs> you know? and just that. cheat codes and doing crazy stuff seeing how yeah. seeing how long i can run away from the police that i think it's, it's i think there's still availability to my in my opinion like content is availability mm-hmm. of, of violence and even you know there's guns there oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um I know that the the talk was also specifically talking about video games mm-hmm. that like other games were different, like Halo. You know, Halo, you're not you're 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 shooting and killing, but you're not killing humans, you're killing aliens. The flood, yeah. You know, or the flood, you know, you're killing monstrosities, you know, um, and stuff like that. Or th- there's some games where you're killing zombies. So like justification. Um so there's kind of this justification, but it still puts the the player, it still puts a gun in the player's hands. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying that's necessarily an issue, but I'm sure that has something to do on the psyche, which we're going to talk about a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I also, that paired with the availability of guns um, is a thing. But um, what you brought up, I lean toward more. What was that? Bringing up the type of community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, that, influence and the availability brings but it's also coupled and paired with poverty it's being paired with incessant need i have to eat you know i have to provide yeah i have to protect protect myself yeah out here in these streets i have to you know um that's something that the movie boys in the hood brought up 
um, there was a scene where one of the one of the uh, street guys says, um, you know, after Lawrence Fishburne says, you know, we got to stop killing each other. You know, we gotta we gotta learn to to come together as a community. And he says, you know, what am I supposed to do? If a dude roll up on me trying to smoke me, I'm gonna smoke him first. If he don't smoke me first, like. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to survive out here if I don't have protection? Which, you know, in today's time, it's not, it's no longer fists, you know? Um, it's no longer words. It's no longer words either, you know? It's, it's, um, it's guns, it's bullets. Um, so, but something that I don't know too much about is gun violence as it's shown in other communities. Like, um, like school shootings um, and stuff like that. How do you mean? I don't necessarily see that as this is this is an impoverished community. I usually like you know if they they say and they, they say that the kid was bullied, therefore they snapped, and this happened. You know, I think about Columbine. That's legit, and stuff that like that still happens. Like, right. Um, there's. That's that's a great question. Um, my wife is a teacher, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> she was trained to be a teacher in culturally responsive practices and placed into high needs schools. Mm-hmm. However, her concern as a teacher in this day, where gun violence and school sh- school shootings happens, mm-hmm. that was very low concern for her, and mm-hmm. it was because the violence that happens in those schools in those communities. Happens on the streets, mm-hmm. happens in the home, yeah. not at school. Right. And yeah. I have that exact opposite yeah. thought. I think about gun violence because I live or I, you know, the school that I teach at is a privileged school. Okay. Um, so the, those kids, they don't know how to handle conflict. So they you go know, to the they, extreme. They go to the extreme. Yeah. You know, um, these kids, um, you know, a lot of the African-American kids may fight here and there, but I think about the white kids that's there that you don't see them fighting each other. You don't see them talking about their issues or their feelings about things. You just see them go along mm-hmm. with everything. Yeah. And the surprise of, oh man, there's a shooter on campus and we have an outdoor campus, you know? Um, I think that I think, you know, I pray to God that it doesn't happen at our school yeah. or at any school. Right. Um, but I think that's more in my mind at the type of school that I'm at. And I completely understand where your wife is coming from when the type of schools that she's at. That makes complete sense to me. Yeah. The only threat now is an outside shooter. <laughs> exactly. Or just, yeah, just a random person that's mad and decides to go to a school to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are protocols there's you know we have we have drills for this mm-hmm. you know um yeah and it's a big topic it's a big topic on schools actually we just uh we just put in or instituted um weapon detectors at your school yeah so well, all of the kids they've been in black schools for for decades for decades and that's and that's even commentary yeah. like um yeah they just i think they've been a we they've been at our school for maybe three weeks now gosh 
um, see those and every school installed. goes to goes through it. Every student goes through them. It's wild. Like one day, they go home, mm-hmm. no detectors, and now they come back the next day. They're there. They get off the bus. They're funneled in through the detectors. They come on campus um, through the um, office, the front office. They go through a detector. Did the I have so many questions. Was there any rationale from the school board or leadership about why? No, but I think it was. I think it might have been the school board that brought it up. I could be wrong. I mean, this is our uninformed episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we can write that down and be sure to try to find that information. Um, I believe that. I know that there was a number of weapons brought onto the campus before the metal detectors, okay. before the weapon detectors. Um, you know, I even personally, you know, found a kid, you know, he had a, a hunting knife on him, a big mm-hmm. buck knife Ugh. in his backpack. Um, got suspended for three days, gotcha. three or four days. Yeah. Um, I'm like, whoa, like when I was in school, if you brought a knife like that to school, you'd be expelled. Um, and this is not commentary or anything to the schools, um, but just talking and thinking about what kids are comfortable with bringing to school is alarming. Um, what kids are looking up? Some of the kids um, in that same year was looking up guns on Amazon. Like, like on, on the their school, school computer system. at school, looking up guns on Amazon. And you can buy a gun on Amazon and have it sent to you just as fast as the freeze-dried Skittles. You know? And it's just, I don't know. It's its crazy. You know, this topic is like any kid on the street can get a gun now. Man. Um, and it's crazy. Um, what's some other questions you have or we, we have about gun violence? I think we should... F- flesh out some questions that way we can we can have some healthy research when yeah. we come back. Uh well there's a reason why we're bringing it up, right? Yeah. Um I don't know about in your neighborhood, but in mine there is I hear gunshots weekly. Yeah. Um I don't live in an inherently dangerous neighborhood, but anybody who knows Richmond city proper, it's block by block and my neighborhood is adjacent to a neighborhood that is more prominently uh, folks who are of a lower socioeconomical demographic, like the poorer, and they're blacker um, or they're people of color yeah. and often neglected. So like I, I mentioned earlier, like one of the things I assume that contributes to gun violence is, you know, People who are desperate, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, yeah, they have lower income or just poverty mm-hmm. contributing to that, and then just a culture developed around how people resolve their differences. Right, it's violence, and specifically in my neighborhood, there's a park in my neighborhood, uh, Fonticello right. Park. It used to be called Carter Jones Park, where uh, on the day a friend of mine. And I were coming back from a like an over like a, a Memorial Day trip. Mm-hmm. We were riding our bikes. We didn't hear the gunshots, but 
when we ascended that hill, mm-hmm. we saw people fleeing and police cars just rushing the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Moments before that, a little girl had been shot and killed, Marquia Dixon. Mm-hmm. This is back in 2019, 2018, 2019. And another group in the park unaffiliated with Marquia across they were across the park turned to violence to resolve their differences Mm. and she and another little boy got caught in the crosshairs Mm. the boy survived she didn't that was in the middle of a a public park Mm. yeah I um a question that I have is even even in that the um to do it in daylight. Broad daylight. Broad daylight. Memorial Day. Celebration all around. It was There's a, community a celebration, picnic. community picnic happening. We're in a public park. Is, is there brain, like, is there data on the brain chemistry on, like, that? Like, and, and like, I on, the honest question I do have is, what are the things that it, what does it take for someone to feel like for that to, for there not to be any inhibitions to do that? And I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, it could be a isn't. number of things, huh? Or maybe there isn't a lot. Or maybe there isn't a lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just the things that we named, like, yeah. you know, need, fear, protection, all those things. Have you ever considered getting a gun for protection? Yes. And I'm glad you asked that. Um, I never in my life struggled with the fear of a break-in. Okay. Whether I was living in D.C., whether I, whether I was growing up with my parents' house, all that kind of stuff. My parents always had great security and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in D.C., we didn't. You know, mm-hmm. we, we locked the doors. But also, if you, you know, if you broke into that house, you'd be, it'd be dumb of you because... There's just a lot going on. There's a lot of people, a lot of big humans in that house. (laughs) So it's just, it's a big mistake. And, and my family in DC is just that block. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandmother fed the block. Oh, they're known. So yeah. So like the, my family is just a a staple. So if you were to break into that house, you wouldn't just deal with the people inside that house. You would deal with the block as well. So, um, but when I got married, Carl, mm-hmm. I immediately started to have thoughts of, oh, man, if somebody were to break into this house, it'd be me to stand. Like, it's on me to protect this house. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it was like, it's on me to protect this house. It's on me to protect this woman. I thought about getting a gun yeah. for household safety. I thought about it. Now yeah. I haven't. I haven't, friends. Um, but I definitely. I mean, I I I have a samurai sword next to the bed. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. You have a machete. <laughs> you have a machete. <laughs> you know, I, I do have a weapon. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought about like, man, I you know. Maybe I should get a gun. Maybe I should get like a shotgun for like, you know, um, 
Because if someone breaks in, I'm the one that's going to go downstairs and have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so those are those thoughts. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. So we, we, we started this off, like what, what color is violence and mm-hmm. black what came up? And I guess you can easily jump to the association that it's black people, mm-hmm. but there's another contrast when you're thinking about that. And we talked about protection, but there's another population where people acquire guns in whether they're legal or not, but nefarious ways for protection Mm -hmm. and not only protection, but recreation. Mm -hmm. And so those folks have a lot of access to guns. That's true. And our podcast began like the inflection point of our podcast had began because of what kind of access to guns those folks have Ahmad Arbery those people yeah. had guns for protection or they had many of them for their recreation but they had the availability and somehow they they felt the need to protect a neighborhood some, a neighborhood or something they have no idea mm-hmm. and several armed men chased down and gunned down a young black man just running through the, the neighborhood. Right. Right. Stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. 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 And I see, I even see the correlation between, you know, I don't, I completely understand someone wanting to have a gun. Mm-hmm. I can, I can understand that. You know what I mean? And like you're, Everyone's right. Rights. It's legit. Yeah, it's your right to have it. If that's what you want, then that's what you want. Yeah. Um, that's what we're not, we're not critiquing that here. We're not critiquing the right to own a gun. Right. We're critiquing the violence uh, caused by guns. Yeah. And I'm, I'm honestly questioning like our responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're not trained. We're not trained. Yeah. We're not either like as far as like operation, but mm-hmm. not even from a, a young, like people, we aren't brought into a culture where if the availability of guns was so prominent, why aren't we told to taught to respect them? Why aren't we taught yeah. to how to you know, have community around them in an, an, an appropriate way? Yeah. Um. Maybe people are taught. Maybe people are brought up in community around that, but. There's a difference between us and other countries who do have guns. Yeah. A lot of guns. And I think even the feeling or the, what I understand from, I guess, a different culture than mine Mm -hmm. when it comes to the right to own a gun or even just how to, how to resolve issue is not just a black thing. I've learned that. I mean, even the energy I can kind of feel from, uh, those that, and I want to be respectful. I don't want to like say something that's that people would deem um, harsh or mean or derogatory, but uh, there's a certain demographic that is very serious when it comes to their rights being taken. And when they feel like their rights are being touched or taken, when they feel threatened, when they feel like, their taxes might be raised or when they feel like, you know, money might be taken out of their paycheck, more money may be taken out of their paycheck. 
when they feel like they're being imposed upon. Picking up their gun seems to be their first response. And I think that just brings up, you know, and I, I could set this in stone and be wrong later. I'm fine with that. But I think um, our country has a real problem with conflict resolution yeah. at every at every level, at every single level of American levels. We have an issue with resolving conflict. We seem to fly by. I mean, that's the American way, flying by the handle. You know, the cowboy image, the 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 gun toting, rootinous, tootinous. You know, big gun. You know, like I mean, either, that was what Teddy Roosevelt uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. You know, with South America, or I'm uh, not with South America, but with Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. The, the that's diplomacy is speak softly but carry a big stick like you know we can talk this out but if i want something from you okay you know if you're not going to give it to me while we're talking you have an implement of destruction you can resort to exactly and that's the american way mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of throughout all aspects of being it, i feel like violence is part of being an american <laughs> You know what I mean? I hope I'm not overstepping or going too far. But when I look at other countries, there, and this is something that we can research, other countries don't see the violence that we see here. I mean, obviously, every country sees violence. Yeah. But I feel like the violence that, that other countries see is nowhere near the violence that we see here. I mean, just, just yesterday, there was someone shot and killed at Dollar General on a Jefferson Davis highway, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, thoughts and prayers that goes out to that family. Um, I want to take the moment to really like let that land thoughts and prayers to everybody involved. You know, this is, this is an issue that needs to be tended to thank God for risk. Um, and other businesses and community <clears throat> organizations that's, dealing with this problem because it's an issue. Um, another, you know, shoot, there was a shooting at the, um, the Huguenot graduation. Yeah. Um, this past June this graduation past June, season. Yeah. Um, yeah. was huge. That was, you know, on the VCU's campus or near VCU's campus. Um, while I just uh, thought of a connection like yeah the moment when I found out like I found out moments after that happened mm-hmm. I was sitting in Funicello Park mm. where Marquia died yeah. and uh, him and his father were killed by, by that gun violence it's wild yeah this is a this is a topic man uh, and I am I would love to know more and more about even, I mean, a question I have too is as a question I have as well is I know that risk is doing, I mean, we shouted them out during the big fact segment, Mm -hmm. but what are the other efforts to stopping gun violence? In Richmond, in Richmond specifically, there's drum, not guns, drum, not guns, drums, not guns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, a drum, 
group circle mm -hmm. and they have programming where they teach kids and how to participate in and mm -hmm. talking about you know trying not to have gun violence but also mm -hmm. how they can deflect and manage right um with things that are not weapons yeah 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 i would like to know even more about the efforts i mean yeah mm -hmm. that's that's great like that's so great shout out to you guys drums not guns you are doing there? a service. Yeah, who else is out there? But, like, you know, you guys are doing Risk and Drums Not Guns. You guys are doing God's work. You know. Because um, you only get one life. You know, you only got one. This isn't, this isn't a video game. So, um, yeah, I want to know the the other efforts that's out there. Or even, you know, we just talked about local politics. What are some of the legislation? True. You know, or are there any? Um, also want to know about more about, I guess, the people that uh, are pro-gun rights. What, is, what are their responses to the gun violence that we see? I don't know. I can't judge it. I can't judge them. Can't I, I judge honestly them. do not know their response to it. But we can make assumptions. We can make assumptions, but, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. I feel like whatever assumption I make, I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> this is a safe space. We can be wrong, right? This is a safe space. I mean, don't be scared on your own podcast, Moral. Um, I assume that they're not doing anything about it. But I will say that as a caveat to that, I actually would really love it if there were efforts being led by people who feel strongly about gun rights. I, I, I think I would be, that would be really awesome to know that there's classes and things being done and the fight is being fought by people who are pro guns. It's like reasonable gun ownership and education. Yeah. 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 Like I hope that's the case, but where I sit now, um, I assume that there's nothing being done specifically by people who are pro-gun. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm fine with being wrong on that. Yeah. Um, another assumption. Another assumption. There's, assumption. they may want more guns. They may, yeah, they may want more guns or more open carry type of situations. Sure. Um, but again, this isn't necessarily about gun rights. This is about the violence that happens because of it. Um, so it's hard not to talk about the rights, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not a super political podcast, so I don't, I don't want to get into that. Um, necessarily, but um, I don't know. You have any final thoughts or questions? Richmond has a problem. They do. You know, we talk about Richmond con concerns, and like I mentioned, I hear gunshots weekly, mm -hmm. and there are talks about like technologies you can use in place of police officers because there aren't any aren't as many police officers on our, in our police agency anymore. Mm. So like percussion sensing software and devices that are planted in neighborhoods, mm. uh, like the, the lock cops you see at Walmart or Lowe's or Kroger, those things are there because there's such a big problem now mm. with gun violence. And Honestly, my goal with this this track here is to help elevate whatever is working mm -hmm. or help find 
a way to help people deal with the core issue of gun violence. And it can be anything from mental health, like you said, conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and legislation is also probably a problem, but also it could be a solution. And I hope we, I hope we get there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, I am looking, uh, to do the same. I really want to know about the other efforts out there and how we can help aid those efforts. Mm -hmm. I really want to know also about, are there any organizations or efforts out there that's helping those who have lost someone Mm -hmm. to gun violence? The cost of it, yeah. The cost of it. I also want to know about pro-gun right people, how they feel about the the rampant gun violence around us, and also are there any efforts being led by them? Um, I don't want to make this a, a us versus them type of thing, yeah. but I just know that hey, you know, this is something that they feel strongly about. If that's the case, they can't ignore the violence that comes from it. They can't ignore the. I guess the word is finality. That a word, finality. Finality. Yeah, it's a word. Being meaning that the this the result is final when oh. someone's life is taken, right? Yep. Yeah, like they can't ignore how final that is when someone is shot. You know, mm-hmm. um, it has the potential of being life threatening. Most of the time, it's life threatening. Yeah. Um, I want to know about those things. So this is a this is definitely a topic that we're gonna. Not that we didn't take all of our topics seriously, but this is definitely a topic that we're going to take carefully, I would say. Carefully is a better word. Um, I wanted to share a scripture before we left about conflict resolution because I I I made the statement that that's our biggest, that's one of our biggest things. That's one of the things that we really struggle with as a country on every level. And I don't have the answers. Moral support doesn't have the answers. But I know God does. And I wanted to share First Peter 3, 9. It says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. When I read that, I think... Man, throughout my days, people may do evil towards me. People may insult me. People may undermine me. I may not be given love by people that I, I, I feel I should get love from. But I'm in control of my actions. I'm in control of how I respond to the world around me. And I should not repay that evil with more evil or repay those insults with more insults because at the end of the day, that doesn't bring anything but more destruction within our communities. It also talks about repaying evil with a blessing. If we want to start seeing gun violence disappear, 
we want to see gun violence destroyed, we have to start paying people blessings, especially when there's evil around us. We have to be people that are willing to put ourselves on the line to bless people because that's the only thing that kills hatred. That's the only thing that kills fear. That's the only thing that that kills um, all of the things that goes into what's happening in our city. I want you guys to, to, to chew on that for a while until our next episode. Chew on those things and chew on some of the questions we brought up. Please make sure that you support us by subscribing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please consider leaving a review. Please tell us how you enjoyed the episode or if you enjoyed it at all. Please tell us or share with us um, you know, the feelings that it brought up. Uh, please make sure you follow us on Instagram at embrace underscore podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. This is definitely, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on any topic that we talk about, but we would really love to hear your thoughts on this topic. And if there's any way we can help with our episodes moving forward on gun violence, uh, we would love to hear your direction or your input, your thoughts. On our next episode, Carl and I will be switching gears a little bit to learn about Richmond's beloved borough, Manchester, our first MAPS series of the season. We love you guys, and we thank you so much for rocking with us. We'll see you on our next episode. Peace. Thank you.